Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them through an honest gospel worldview. Let's get it. What's up, Chad? What up, Josh? Well, guys, listeners, coming to you a little later than normal. Yeah, because our... Regret, regrettably. Yeah. We, we had a great episode for you. It was huge. It's it gonna, was tremendous. It's going to be our best one yet. You know, those other guys are putting out podcasts with like two and three people. We had four people. We had four. It was about our family discipleship. We had our... It was going to be huge. We had our uh, our children's ministry director, Elizabeth. We had our... Our uh, family discipleship uh, coordinator and and Melissa Beer. We were talking big stuff. And but the our, other guys and our producer, the enemy, <laughs> the enemy didn't re- didn't us. record our audio all the way. And so we have to trash it and redo it. We will redo it. We will do that pod. It's gonna be bigger and better than ever. We're gonna we're gonna make it happen again whenever uh, we can get our all, all of our schedules back hopefully next week so we're having to re, re-record an episode for this week uh same day that it'll come out yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll post it immediately after we're done with this i wish we could do live maybe next time yeah i don't know how to even do that but today we're going to talk about truth or dare <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i dare you to come sit in my biology 107 class with me next monday Dude, at 3 30 nobody wants to do that it's so funny. So I don't even know why you're taking biology. It doesn't matter anymore. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> that's true. But it's so funny listening to this guy uh, lecture because the first two lectures were about the evolution of the world, like where the where the Earth yeah. came from. And I I appreciate the way he presents it because he's not a dogmatic evolutionist. Mm-hmm. Like he will be at times show these huge gaps in what science quote unquote understands and admit to to the students like hey we have no idea how we came from no life to life right doesn't make any sense but hey we're here so it must have happened at one point he even said god only knows how that happened (laughs) he was trying to explain how uh uh mitochondria yeah yeah Yeah. i need to learn that yeah you work on that (laughs) a mitochondria became in a cell because like how like did you just become our science correspondent (laughs) because you're taking a biology class (laughs) pretty much and uh he he explained it as uh there were um cell <laughs> You're doing I'm getting great. there. Single-celled organisms We're all now that would study eat. for his test. <laughs> yes, I need help. Single-celled organisms would eat bacteria, and one of the bacteria was an early form of a mitochondria, which creates energy in the cell. It's a storehouse for ATP. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Good job. And this bacteria, instead of being uh, consumed by the cell for energy, just stayed there. And then that happened all over the place, and now all of a sudden you got mitochondria in these single cells. Now you got you know organisms starting to come up, and it's just a, a theory. They've never been able to prove that. No. And their biggest evidence was that well, it looks like like a mitochondria looks like a bacteria. That was the strongest evidence. They're the same size, and and they look similar. And I may be taking some of this out of context, but the the whole point that I was recognizing was there are massive gaps 
in the science of mm. evolution and uh that's why i always say that uh atheists have way more faith than i do that's yeah. for sure well what's unfortunate is that intelligent design like that's the i don't want to call it the scientific name for what a what a christian believes but there should be two theories of evolution or two theories of um i guess the genesis of the oh you can't use genesis that's biblical uh, the creation <laughs> no you can't use creation <laughs> some whatever you got to find a, a, a neutral word that basically the origin there you go the origin of the world you have darwinism and you have intelligent design they are equally com- like equally scientific right and that's what i would argue is like you can't throw out intelligent design just because you don't understand it because there's equally as much uh, evolution that doesn't make any sense. I'd say there's more evolution that doesn't make sense. Well, none even, of it really. Like, why are we even. here? Where did we come from? Where are we going? It, you can't answer any of that. How did we get here? You can't answer any of that. Outside of the Bible. All they see is there was an experiment, the peppered moth experiment. Everyone's probably learned this in school. And it's basically there were white moths on a tree. Mm-hmm. And then they were blending into the lichen on the tree. Mm-hmm. And then this factory filled the air with smoke. The lichen died. So then the moth started turning black because the birds would only eat the ones that they could see. And it went, they went from white to black to white. And this process of natural selection, which we believe in as, mm-hmm. as people, sure. as logical people, they use that to prove evolution. Which but that's only interspecies evolution. Doesn't not, create new life. Not cross species no. or new life. And, and even Darwin can... himself said, until you can prove that, you should never teach this in school or anything. Did he say that? Yeah. I looked for because I've heard rumors that there was a conversion on his deathbed, like basically denouncing evolution. There, I think it's a myth though, so I would never, I would never try no, to argue. We that. read it on the Nehemiah Project. Uh, Mike uh, had a book where he was quoting that, and that was one of the quotes of like. Like this Darwin himself saying this shouldn't be taught until we can prove uh, cross species evolution, and so right. And they've they haven't even gotten close. You can go get all the organic elements of life and a cell and put it in a lab and mix them until the cows come home, and you will not get life. No. So or, there's zero proof of it. Right. That doesn't mean you should not teach it necessarily as like hey these are one of the theories you know like anytime you're learning a new thing like the usually the beginning of it is like hey these are five different theories about how this happened all i'm saying is intelligent design should still be taught as a theory not as a religion right. as a scientific theory because there are many christian scientists that hold to that you right. don't have to believe it you can just say oh, okay this is one of the options oh those people are crazy sure now i think evolutionists are crazy with what they believe Of course they are, because, well, obviously we're coming from a Christian worldview, so obviously it's foolishness. But yeah, it's it's crazy how like the intelligent of the world would call us fools for not believing in science, but when you actually study science, most of it's theory. There's very few factual laws of science that they've been able to prove without a shadow of a doubt. Right. But it's become the new religion of our world. But even now, as the world's progressing, uh, we're, we're now leaving science behind. As <laughs> What do you mean? Well, you know, like the whole gender stuff now where there's like, you know, 100 new genders or oh, whatever. Right. Based on how you feel, how you identify, we're, we're throwing biology out the door. Yeah, contradicting all of the biology that's been taught for a century. Right. And there's a little bit, so this might be a little controversial, but there's a little part of me that's this kind of makes me laugh. It, it's... It la- made me laugh in a 
this is so sad. It's like, but it's kind of funny now. Because mm-hmm. now uh, a lot of females are getting really mad at Biden for signing that whatever he signed. One of his 50 executive orders. That's allowing transgender uh, to to compete in sports. So yeah. now women are mad because basically dudes who identify as women can come into their, right. <laughs> come into their realm and, and play. And, and it's obvious that they're more biologically superior in strength and different things. Right. So now it's like Because ruining. they're a different gender and they're a male. Right. But the crazy part is the way our world's going is like you could literally just say, you don't even have to you don't have to even transition any longer. You right. can just say, as a full male, testosterone the whole nine, I feel like a woman, and I should be allowed to compete right. in this sport. No tests need to be done. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? No scientific study on you. No no lab test. So, so now we got females being like, hold on a second. No, 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 no. This is not right. what we wanted. I, well, this is what you're pretty loud about for right. a long time. So now got to Well, they're not the it. squeaky wheel anymore. Yeah. Now the squeaky wheel is these transgender folks that feel out of touch with reality and it just should i mean i say that tongue-in-cheek but this is egregious and this is actually dangerous i mean you imagine like take something like ufc and you get a 300 pound dude in there who says i feel like a woman just whipping up on on 100 pound girl that's not cool walk out to shania twain (laughs) and just like taking the trophy home like look i'm the women's lightweight champion right <laughs> like no well remember uh, cannot do that. chuck and larry you ever seen that show uh-uh. with uh what's his name kevin uh big guy kevin guy. james kevin james and adam sandler oh the they movie? pretended to be married <laughs> yeah i forget they why. were firefighters or something like that yeah i forget why they wanted it was married. something for him like he was getting evicted or it was some sort of like financial thing right so they had to really play the part and like these this caseworker kept coming out to like see if they were actually gay and they had to like keep acting more and more the part and uh the point is like now you don't like nobody's checking up on that you just say it you know there's no fraud involved right happened in the military too like guys would pretend they were married so that they could get well this happened like once the uh it used to be don't ask don't tell which went away years ago uh, like they wouldn't allow you in the military if you were gay, but they're not going to ask you if you're gay. Basically, was the rule. Yeah. Well, that went away. So then it was like, okay, so two guys can get married on paper and start. They start making more money because if you're married, you make more money. Yeah. And uh, it's just like, is there any? Is anyone going to hold? You know. You, but that's a problem with. Here? That's a problem with no standard of truth, though. And we, like I said, it, it's it's kind of humorous. It's really not just when you see things that are so foolish and 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 wrong that sometimes it's just like gosh it's just so silly mm-hmm. it, you know it doesn't really have you know we're arguing that it's some sort of righteous indignation and it's just so dumb yeah so silly because you're abandoning abandoning logic yeah. and reason and and i think ultimately as christians you know it should break our hearts and because it's a result of sin and it's sad but uh, we've just seen our culture this is what happens and in, in the name of progressive we're actually so regressive it's it's don't i can't even like put words to it it's so it's dumb. counterproductive because what's happening is we used to have a standard of truth obviously most good societies start out with their standard of truth being god being the bible and you know like america you see towns that the church was at the center of it, and and you had religion as yeah your, colonial days. Yeah, and you had God as your as your compass, as 
standard of truth. Then um, the revolution and then the constitution and we saw a shift from God, even though the constitution was in God we trust, but it became more nationalism and the constitution and more America being our new religion, right? Then as you see it progress further uh, through the years, you know, um, it went from that to naturalism and science being the new religion. Mm -hmm. You know, around the time of Darwin, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, on through. And so that was the new religion, science and naturalism, you know. And we went further and further away from God. And now we're even throwing science away as a standard of truth Mm -hmm. to where the standard of truth now is individualism and emotionalism where how you feel, what you think, um, is right. And so what, what that does is it actually regresses our society all the way back to tribal days of tribalism. You, you feel a certain way, you have your truth, you find through social media or whatever a handful of people who agree with you, and now you've you got your little tribe right. that... It's all great unless someone disagrees with you and then you're canceling them and then you're hating on this group and you get hundreds and hundreds of tribes of different people screaming at each other and it's just chaos, chaotic. And there is no logic. There is, there is no standard of truth to look at and say, this is wrong because here's what this says. It's, well, I don't care what that is. I don't care what you say in biology about male and female. It doesn't matter. It's not how I feel. Right. So, it's different, you know. So, anyway, that's that's where we're at in society, not to mention the corruptness of power and man and politics and all that kind of stuff that goes all, all in with it. When you see how it's uh, the scheme of Satan because what he's doing is creating these pockets and he's dividing he's even yeah. dividing christians now oh yeah like we're not united in our beliefs because it's so easy to find other people that believe with us in these right. little segmented areas and um and when you're divided you you start eating everyone out like you're gonna eat. yeah and then that, that like the example you gave of the the females that are upset about the transgenders entering sports it used to be all about female rights and right. they were always the squeaky wheel and mm-hmm. now it's like so they're starting to to eat the agenda of the transgender, and like everyone's turning on everyone right. else, and it's just a mess. Because when it's individualism, the root of all that is pride. I'm right, and if anybody's against me, they must go. Yeah, right. That's that's the, really the heart of all of it. Whereas a standard of truth, which the right standard of truth is God's word itself, produces humility. It says, "Okay, I feel a lot of different ways. Is it right?" How do I know if it's right? Well, there has to be an authority that has designed it to be a certain way that I can go to and check myself against and say, okay, hold on a second. Here's what God's Word says. Mm -hmm. So it really doesn't matter how I feel because I'm sinful. That's where humility comes in. I'm I'm not always right. I'm prideful. I'm sinful. God is, is truth. God is what's true. So His Word is what's true. So therefore, how I feel needs to be checked against His Word, and if it's true, then great. I should I should stick I should hold to that. Mm-hmm. If I find that the Word disagrees with how I feel, then I conform to His Word, not 
me try to make his word fit into my agenda. Yeah. Right? God's word produces humility. Humility brings about freedom. And what our world lacks right now, especially in America, is humility. There's no sitting around a table saying, I've got some opinions, but I don't know if I'm 100% right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. And then let's actually look at facts and decide what's good for everyone. And everyone has to come to the table saying, I may not be right. I may feel a certain way, but I may not be right. Yeah, which is a scary thing to do because if you're going to surrender your pride, the other side may not. And so you're going to be right. left there without any weapons because you're you're mm-hmm. going to choose not to point the finger at another person, but you're going to say, okay, yeah, what you're pointing out in my beliefs, I see the error in this and that. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah, that's a good point when you talk about X, Y, Z. You know, I, I'll give you that. But people aren't saying that anymore. It's right. You're leaving it alone. Well, to that point, Romans 12. They're leaving it like you leave all my good topics. <laughs> Romans 12 is how, how, do we, how do we operate in a world like this? Well, our Christian ethic is right here in Romans 12, uh, starting in verse 17. It says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give, enough, uh, give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So that there is Christians, just because we disagree or see that something sinful or against God does not give us the right to hate that's what the world does We're, right. we don't live like the world it says as, as far as it depends on you live peaceably with all hey if someone's breaking into your home yeah defend it but don't go running out in the streets starting fights right beloved never avenge yourselves oh how's that work but leave it to the wrath of God for it is, writ- for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay says the Lord to the contrary If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There's a power that we have that the world doesn't, which is we already know our Heavenly Father is one. We already know that our eternal life is secure. And we know that God is in control of of the right here right now even if it looks like we're losing Mm -hmm. and the way that we win in this life is not playing the game of a sinful world but doing quite the contrary to it there's strength and peace there's strength and forgiveness you know I talk about this a lot with with some some of our people in counseling because they're holding bitterness from being wronged in the past and yeah they were sinned against but they don't understand the power of forgiveness because bitterness and anger, looking for vengeance of yourself, is actually giving power to those who've wronged you. Mm-hmm. But when you're able to look and say, hey, I forgive you, in the way that Christ has forgiven me, no one can hold anything over you. Right. There's power in that. And I, think, I don't think our, a lot of people understand that. But we're to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. Who Christ, even though was completely righteous, completely perfect, goes to the cross and is forsaken by his father because on our behalf because we deserve to be forsaken mm-hmm. we deserve that, he, that God turn his back on us because of our sin pays the penalty of sin defeats sin and death defeats the most powerful entity in our world which is Satan apart from God and crushes the head of the serpent uh, from the act of the cross right fulfilling Genesis 
making reconciliation and freedom available to all. All who would believe in the name of Jesus will be saved. That, and that forgiveness where Jesus looks upon the cross and says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's power. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're supposed to be. That's The Bible says, forgive as you've been forgiven. Well, that's how Christ forgave. And so when you're thinking about what's going on in the world right now, our power is that we have a Heavenly Father who's in control of this, and the gospel continues to go forth. When you are talking with someone who is disagreeing or they're wrapped up in their sin and you're able to sit down and say, hey, listen, here's what's true, whether they believe in it or not, and say, here's, here's the gospel. I'm going to offer you the truth of salvation even when you hate me. Mm-hmm. You know, and you may hate me for it, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. And that's really our strength if, if you're going to persuade, <laughs> attempt to persuade as Paul does all the time. And mm-hmm. acts and throughout his epistles, he's persuading men to believe. We're using like the strength of what's happening now is that everyone knows like there is no authoritative truth. That's what they feel, and that's what they see happening all around them. Whether they're a Christian or not, it's chaos. Like the media is portraying one side and the other side, and it's like what is true, right? And so the strength that we stand on is like, hey, do you want to know what is actually true? What's true, like? yesterday today tomorrow forever and that's when we can we can go into the gospel because you know and even if they don't want to accept it at least it's like hey what you're missing right now the reason everything's so chaotic is because you don't have a standard of truth right and so do you want to hear something that is true forever there's no other side to it right and it's and our strength too is and we're we're in a kingdom that's not of this world Mm -hmm. if you're a son and daughter of christ we're, we're heirs to the throne of a kingdom that's much bigger than this world. This this world is small compared to eternity in heaven and, and the spiritual battle that's happening. You know, Jesus says this in John fifteen nineteen says, If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Mm-hmm. Just realizing... And the message of the gospel is not going to win you any popularity contest. <laughs> right. Well, you see what you have to become for the world to love you right now. Like, you have to change your mind every other day. Well, I was going to say, you like, have to lie, it's cheese, actually really hard to figure out how to be the way. Well, you just go with the flow, though. You just you just be a hypocrite and just shake your head yes at everything that comes out. Yeah. And that's, that's what it takes. And some people aren't willing to do that. So they become the enemy. But, well, but now it's like they have enemies that are Christians and, and not because it's just like, no, I'm not going to surrender to that. Well, that's where it, if you can just imagine in your minds what I keep saying, tribalism, our, our nation, well, at least those who speak the loudest, I should say, because I think there's uh, probably a lot more people in our world who actually just want to live peaceably and do a good job. And right. Like there's a lot less people who are actually keyboard, keyboard warriors, as that's I like true. to say. But they're just the loudest because they tend to live in the areas that have the most media and all that kind of stuff. Ten percent mm-hmm. of people are probably the ones who do all the commenting on social media and all that stuff. Right. But the way I view it is just there's just a bunch of these little tribes all over the place just yelling and screaming or start trying to start fights and wars. And um, reminds me of like watching old westerns, you know, like yeah. you got the settlers and they're coming through and then. You got some Indians like rolling out of nowhere, <laughs> just coming up on you. And, you right. know. Nobody's stopping in those in those movies to see what people believe or if, what their <laughs> intentions are. Right. 
It's just, it's just like, me against you. You look different. You you do. Your culture's different. You're you this make different. me afraid. You make me feel this way. So I'm gonna do this to you. Yeah. Like, and I mean that's that's where we're at. We're just in a much more sophisticated world of technology, doing the exact same things. Right. As you read in your history books, back in like early world stuff. Yeah. You know. With all the means of communication, we're the worst at it. Like oh we're yeah. We're not listening. We're not. Yeah, that's the ironic part is we actually have the platform and ability to have a lot of really good conversations, but that platform's just being used to throw arrows at each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Silly. But as Christians, and, and you know, because I know a lot of people, the reason why we're talking about this is I hear a lot of like, man, this world, like what's, what's going to happen next? And it just feels, if you get caught up in all that, you start to feel like everything's falling apart or chaotic. Yes. But really what I want to comfort everyone with, with that whole, we're not of this world, just remembering that God's sovereign in control of all this. There's nothing happening that God doesn't know about. There's nothing happening that he's not in control of. We have the Bible that tells us the end game, right? And um, I really just want to encourage everybody, man, stay out of the social media and get in your Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I could just give you really simple advice, be in your Bible. Be invested in the people around you. Love your neighbors well. Share the gospel. Get out of the media scene because most of that stuff isn't even being told truthfully anyway. Yeah. And it'll drive you nuts. And it's really a desire to feel some sort of control over your life. And I just want to tell you, you're not in control of your life. God is. So go to the one who is in control and take refuge in him. As the Bible tells us, he's our refuge and our strength. Um, We've been reading through the Bible, and a lot of the Psalms we've been reading lately have that theme of God's refuge, his strength, you mm -hmm. know. I love Psalm 20. It talks about, uh, I'll read it real quick. I was just meditating on that last week. Uh, went too far. <laughs> Is that uh, the heavens declare uh, your nah. glory, the sky proclaim your handiwork too? It might be. 27. 20 verse 7. Here we go. All right, I'm here. A little theme song for you flipping through your Bible. I know. Do, 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 <laughs> do. Um, it says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. So I love how that starts. Okay, we're in the day of trouble. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God of, of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over our, your salvation. And in the name of our God, set up your banners. I'm going to have to edit Sorry. that now. <laughs> Had to sneeze. Um, may the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven. With the saving might of his right hand, some trust in chariots and some in horses. Mm. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Love that. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O oh Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. And so this, I love this one because it just speaks to so many different things. Hey, in the day of trouble, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. You know, when you're struggling, God is going to answer you. And then he goes on, it sounds like prosperity. Like, hey. May he grant your heart's desire. Fulfill all your desires. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's not a petition of, 
of prosperity gospel. It's just saying, hey, trust in the Lord. And if your heart's for God and you're trying to advance the kingdom and you're trying to do what God's called you to do, may he bless you. May he give you all that you ask for. And may we shout for joy over your salvation. And then, but with all that in mind, he says, listen, some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They they collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. We don't trust in the things of this world. Some do. Some trust in power. Some trust in politics. Some trust in money. Some trust in whatever group you're in or whatever agenda you got. We don't trust in that. We trust in God. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. And He's always going to be victorious. Mm -hmm. Even when it seems like we're losing. We know the end of the story. We win. Yeah. Ultimately. And it's not about winning or losing even. It's about we want more and more people to see the truth of, of God. He is God. We want his kingdom to advance. I want everyone to to be reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. But I'm certainly not going to fret over those who would disagree. Right. Yeah, my mental uh, exercises I've been employing lately, because typically what happens, I think, with us, we get distracted on these worldly issues even if they're important like say abortion this mm-hmm. is an important issue for sure we shouldn't just ignore things but absolutely when the topic comes up i think a lot of us okay how you want to be on the right side you know so you seek for truth and you seek for what's right and good and perfect yeah. and um but our our mind should go to what does the bible say about this how does the bible speak on this right how can i preach to myself for this issue not solve the issue mm-hmm. right away but what like how can i go to the word to the lord as 20 verse 1 said go to the lord for guidance here for wisdom and usually that's gonna that's gonna keep you in the word a lot longer than mm-hmm. going to find a talking head to you know regurgitate what they were saying about this issue yeah just so you can be right just so you can be on the right side and i just want to caution you you were talking about this earlier and this isn't even about political stuff but just anything in life if your first inclination is to run and find an article to find the answers and it's not to go to the Word and ask God what He would say about that, it doesn't mean that articles aren't helpful. But they should be secondary to what the Word says. Mm-hmm. You're out of whack. It's not going to work out well for you, and it's not right. The Word of God is sufficient. Now, there are some things that the Bible doesn't speak on, but the principles still hold true in how we should view it. Yeah. And so And if you know like you may say, Oh, the Bible doesn't speak on this, you you can still find the principle in there. Oh yeah. Ecclesiastes one or seven, nothing is new under the sun. Right. You know, so you can find the principle there. That's what we did back mm-hmm. in when the mass started. We looked at um right. Romans, Romans thirteen. 13 yeah. And sec or first Peter two. Right. So you can find the principle and it's worth the exercise to to figure it out. Right. The character is always in the Bible. Like how we should act in our character, what's right and wrong when it comes to righteousness and holiness and goodness. Um, we may not, it may not speak on the particular topic of technology or something like that because whatever, but right. the principles are there, and we should, as Christians, be faithful to look at God's word, understand it rightly, mine out the intention of the scripture and all the good stuff, the biblical hermeneutics. And apply that 
and yeah, you can look at some some articles that also help. But if they contradict scripture, scripture always trumps. Right. And I say that because unfortunately, there's so many even well-meaning Christians, even that we know, that still get caught up in the way they look at parenting issues or something like that. They'll go straight to psychology articles to figure out how they should parent. Yeah. And it's like, hold on a second. The Bible (laughs) is -hmm. clear on how we should parent. And if it doesn't make sense, then that's the exercise. You need to figure out how does this relate because it does. It certainly does. Yeah. Yeah, God didn't write the scriptures down for us. for, And he wasn't, like, lost or confused on what new issues might come up in the future. Right. (laughs) You know? But sometimes we act like that. Like, well, it doesn't really speak on if my child is just really defiant. Uh, Yeah, it does. (laughs) it's called sin sin and it's called discipline you know um, we don't need to get our kid diagnosed with some disorder to figure out how to do that right now secondarily if we're being super faithful and then if we're looking at stuff just to be helpful to that that's that's one thing Mm -hmm. but it doesn't uh, trump scripture and what we should do you know yeah and hopefully that exercise will bring you into a deeper relationship and of treasuring the Lord because right. that's the point like the point is not so you have the right wisdom from the Bible to speak on these things the point is that you see God and you you love that God and mm-hmm. other people start seeing you act differently and start to love him too like that's the the whole point that's why mm-hmm. speaking on these topics that doesn't really matter because that's not making anyone love the Lord you know, right unless you're living differently mm-hmm. that's right well I think this is helpful great and uh, I know it was short notice, and we're getting You'll our, have this by lunchtime. We're getting our uh, pot out here late for you today. Uh, we apologize. Um, accidents happen. We lost that one. We'll, we'll redo that family a discipleship uh, interview because we think it'll be a great resource for a long time. Uh, I think it's people. God's timing. I think he wanted it to come out later. So Maybe. We'll see. We see trust. Hey, listen. Was. If it happened, it must have been. We a, don't trust in chariots or horses or that's podcasting. Right. That's right. <laughs> trust in the Lord. Technology. That's right. So, hey, maybe maybe the Lord wanted us to talk about this. Yeah, somebody needed it. That's right. So, All right, guys. Well, good. thanks for listening, and see you next time. Later. Thank you for listening to the Change Up podcast. This podcast is made possible by The Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana. If you don't have a home church, please come check us out. We have service times at 845 and 1045 on Sundays, and you can find more information at thefieldnola.com. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it with a friend or family member and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people just like you find us.